When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. (laughs) Whoa, (laughs) man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Maddie Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawke, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. We're almost a month into 2024. We have the Bonnaroo lineup. Last week, we had special guests Brad and Corey from C3 Presents to tell us about the changes to tell us about how much they love the festival just like we do this is part two of our interview with brad and Corey, and we're excited to start talking about bonnery 2024 let's go Here we go, Russ. This is part two. Last week, uh, we got to spend some time with Brad and Corey from C3. Basically, they're just like you and me. They're fans. Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, love talking yeah. to them. <laughs> we yeah, talk to them so the... much. Yeah, that uh, we're, we're splitting it up into two parts. So today you get part two of that conversation. Yeah, part two. I didn't know where our conversation was going to go. I knew we were going to talk about some changes because that's what those guys do. I mean, Brad is the director, festival director, and Corey is the marketing director. So, you know, you can't get any closer to the source than those guys, right? No, you can't. And I felt like we could have talked to them all day long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they're just fans. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought last episode was so great because – I mean, they started as fans and then got jobs, mm-hmm. basically. And now they run the thing. So They do, but they're still fans. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> and they're still fans, exactly. Yeah. Part two, we get a little more in-depth about some of the changes. 
they they were on with our show la- they were on our show last year to talk about some of the, the the camping and ticket buying changes the a la carte as we're calling it and in this episode now they talk a little bit more how that went and what they're doing different this year and essentially if i remember right it's just more fine tuning right they they felt like last year worked and so there's some things to to fine tune, you know, more water stations uh, in some yeah. areas and and jam track, you know, some changes to stuff like that. Right. The first year after you make big changes like that, you know, there's always going to be hurdles, especially with communication, just letting people know things are different. But for the most part, it sounds like everyone, you know, was happy with the changes and it went well. So they're, um, you know, they're keeping the, a lot of that and just fine tuning it, like you said. Yeah, not to give too much away because really want you to listen to it, but uh, they we we hear um, again some some of the things that stood out for this conversation from this conversation for me and you was that more than fifty percent of people who attend Bonnaroo are first timers, mm-hmm. which blows our minds because we you know everyone we talk to has been forever and loves it and will always go, uh, but but that that's an important point because it's a different, you know, mindset, right? Uh, when you walk in there as a first timer, that place is huge and it's overwhelming. Oh yeah. Just navigating it can be overwhelming and uh, knowing what to bring and all that. So, and that's where, um, you know, listening to a show like this and getting (laughs) some pointers, hopefully like bring shade, bring water. Yeah, I think uh, eventually this year we'll do an episode like that. Do's and don'ts, what to bring, checklists and all that. I think that'll yeah. that'll always be helpful. For sure. And the other thing that I came away from with this part of the conversation is uh, the idea, because we've talked about it over and over, how much programming they do out in the plazas and how you could literally spend all five days, four days, whatever, um, just out there and have a great time yeah to hear brad talk about it you know they're they know that but they're also having to sort of step back and think you know we we paid a lot of money for post malone or the red hot chili peppers (laughs) or or whoever and so you know why are we are we programming against ourselves yeah basically that's an interesting that's an interesting new new dilemma right it is yeah well you've almost got too much happening and like right. they said, they they know that, you know, 20 to 30 percent of the people at any given time are out in the campground. So they want to have something. They know not everyone's in Centauri all the time. But, yeah, you don't want to spread yourself too thin or make people, you know, decide if they have to go in or stay out. When they spend all that money. When they spend all I that mean, money, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a reality. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, it was a great conversation and uh, can't thank those guys enough. And uh, I look forward to seeing uh, them on the farm as well and and probably checking in with them again later as we get closer. And Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we can get uh, Brian and uh, Steven on again. Those are the guys from C3 who actually booked the lineup. Oh, yeah, I'd love Uh, to. They've been guests. They've been guests before. And and that's always everybody loves talking about the lineup. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can't make that work. But. All right, here you go. Uh, Part two of Brad and Corey from C3 Presents. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right. All right. So let's let's get into. Um, so a year ago or so, you were kind enough to join us to talk about the uh, changes and and let's and I'm going to try to bring everybody back up to speed. At that time, we were sort of calling it a la carte uh, sort of ticket buying. Uh, is, are you still comfortable with that sort of description or is there a better sure. way to? OK, so for people, again, catching up, that was you decided to break up. Um, how you bought your tickets. You could buy a general admission ticket to get into Centauroo, which would allow you to see all the main shows and do most of the things, but you could also upgrade your camping experience, right? If you wanted a, an air-conditioned tent or yurt, you could upgrade and get that. Um, you. What are some of the other major things. I mean, it was, it would really, you could tailor your own experience the way you wanted to do it. Right. You could buy whatever center ticket you want and pair that with whatever kind of camping you want. There's no kind of packages that you had to sort through. Just you want, How did you it want go? this in center. You want this in outer. It went great. Um, we ended up selling basically every single, um, elevated camping option that was available last year. Um, and then, you know, we're sort of tasked with finding a way to grow that program this year. Um, I think I think a lot of that makes it easier for people to travel by plane um, or, you know, carpool from longer distances without having to bring a ton of gear. Um, and I think just like, you know, if, if you're maybe in your 40s or something and want to go see the show and like like me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, crash on somebody's floor anymore like i'm gonna need a bed i'm gonna need some air conditioning at night i'm gonna need to get a good night's sleep or i'm gonna be in rough shape um and so i think it's it's kind of helped people be able to plug into that and make the experience uh the camping experience a little more uh comfortable um and then you know if you if you just want to go into center and just experience it from the crowd in the back, wherever, sit under a tree, listen to, listen to some tunes. Like you can still do it that way. 
Um, and then we had a lot of people that they don't really care about where they camp. They just want somewhere to sleep. They just want to get close, you know, they just want to get close or they want to have somewhere in Sidaru where they can go kick back, uh, because they're planning on being in there for 18 hours and seeing 35 bands in a day. Um, so it's just really let fans sort of like completely customize their experience based on how they interact with the festival. Um, and it's honestly just really silly that we didn't do it earlier in my opinion. Well, I was going to ask that. Was it, was it a scary thing? Cause it was a, it was a pretty big break, not just for you guys, but for the industry. I mean, I, I'm assuming there's probably some others that were toying with them. I know like, you know, Disney, you can kind of tailor things around, but, but for, for festivals, it was a pretty big break, right? And I know, and I want to ask you about what you, what the reaction was. Some people see those numbers, the dollars signs, and and we talked about this on the show. I think some people forget people have money. Some people don't huh. mind spending a little bit more for air conditioning. Or a, or a nice bed, right? And they can afford it. So it's not like everybody's trying to think of how they can get by on the cheapest. They want comfort, right? And with, I mean, how much did that play into the decision? And, th and that's probably three or four questions thrown at y'all at once, but I'll, I'll let you answer. I think the key came down to um being able to let people prioritize how they want to experience the festival in the most cost-effective way. So if you can afford to have the AC and you can afford to, you know, buy a platinum ticket and have a lounge inside Centauri with free food and viewing at the stage and golf cart rides and all of that, right? Then that's great. But let's say, you know, you want to have the nicest camping possible, but you also don't care about you want to you want to be in the back of the GA viewing at 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 the stages. Then now you have the option to do that. Where before we we made you go all in or not or be out. Like we, right. We made you make that choice, but now we let you pick how you want to experience it. If your priority is comfortable sleeping at night, and you want to be sweaty in the middle of a GA pit for at the main stage and you can do that if you want to be in vip viewing at the main stage and you don't care to sleep in a sweaty tent at, you know out in the campgrounds you can also do that whereas before we made you go all in right if you want the nice camping you gotta you, you're gonna have to pay the price to also have the good viewing and and you know vice versa so i think that was the key is just literally per, per creating as many options for fans to have as possible so that the financial barrier of entry might might be able to although some of the things on the higher end might have increased a little the the overall barrier of entry from a financial standpoint actually lower so um i i, I consider it a big success it was definitely scary mostly scary for me i don't know Corey's thoughts but my concern was just the education piece it was a lot to like communicate and get people to understand it, it it wasn't that i thought that i ever thought people would be against the idea i just thought it was going to be really tough to really explain to them what we're doing and why we're yeah it was new yeah but Cor yeah, yeah. New. but Cor Corey and the marketing team though i mean they're the best in the biz and they 
they knocked it out of the park with with that with that piece. Well, I think at the end of the day too, it allowed us to create um, you know that that map interface on the website now that works better than anything we've ever had. Like the only the only way we've had to present this information in the past is just like a list. You just go on there and it's a long list with a bunch of things that are named that you don't understand. And you literally have to go through and read each one of them to see exactly what you're getting. And there's all these contingencies about which kind of ticket you have to have to be able to do this, et cetera. And if you go on other camping festivals, websites, you'll find the same thing. It's like really confusing to see like exactly what you need to like bring your car to this place and go see music. Um, and I, I think, I think last year it was, a really exhausting like heavy lift process to you know change something that's been working a certain way for 20 years um but i'm really really glad we did it um and we haven't really got any negative feedback really we haven't got anything except positive feedback from fans i know there's there's some people that you know are really content with how the old vip system functioned um they liked having that well, campground over there and stuff and That'd be uh, we're still you know, that's a bummer. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate I hate that I hate that people lost that. Um, but you know, I, I do think as you evolve and change, there are compromises that have to be made, and there just wasn't any other way around it. You either have to stay coupled or decouple. And what was the uh, your biggest positive surprise, and what were the biggest sort of complaints or negatives or challenges or whatever that you heard about that? Um, I think a lot of people didn't realize how noisy it was going to be over next to where in the woods. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so so the, the kind of like first couple rows of some of those uh, up close camping um, maybe were a little louder than folks expected. So uh, I think a little more messaging about bring your earplugs um, probably be good on our part. I might You might see me out there Thursday passing something out maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were next to what? Calliope for a couple of years yeah, yeah, so yeah. Was, i was back there too that was wild oh, yeah <laughs> those sunday mornings it's time to get up or don't that was go to sleep relentless. Yep. <laughs> yeah but that's all right but yeah everything um, else was positive I, I can't think of a whole lot um actually like last year um you know we we do a bunch of surveying and uh whether it's feedback on what people want from the lineup next year or you know what facilities you know, like we, we got some information last year about maybe, you know, there weren't enough restrooms in this, in this part of the campgrounds or not. And we'll be able to address that this year, stuff like that. But overall, the scores that we got coming out of Bonnery last year were uh, much higher than what we used to. Um, some of the best scores we've ever had. Um, when you looked at the consensus of everybody that filled out those surveys. So it just told us that, you know, what we're doing is right. We're headed in the right direction all these upgrades to the farm are getting noticed and making people's experience there easier, more comfortable. Um, and it's making it easier for people to come back year after year. So we're proud of that. I'm super proud of the production team and Brad and, you know, Shelby and everybody out there who are working tirelessly to make that happen and ultimately make my job easier. Um, yeah, it's, it was, it was really, really positive coming out of last year. I'm going to come back to some of that, but how did the, but it just occurred to me, how did the uh, early entry work? Cause that's a huge change. Um, and, and I know why you guys, for people, first time listeners, the, the entry traffic has been a, an issue since the very, very first one, when traffic lined up for miles and miles and miles on I-24. 
And, and so you've always been trying to figure out a way to get people in quicker, uh, you know, off the street, so to speak, and into their campsite. And so you went to a, it started, you could get in Thursday midnight and then it was Wednesday during the day. And then this year you had asked people to pick a day, whether Tuesday or Thursday, Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. So kind of an early, which is a big, which for people, and again, we love the logistics. That means you guys have to deal with thousands of people on Tuesday and Wednesday when music doesn't even start till Thursday. So you've got bathroom, you've got food, you've got volunteers, you've got staffing. How, how did that go for you guys? I mean, listen, what we do in Manchester from an operational and traffic perspective is nothing short of miraculous. I think that people really, <laughs> really don't understand. I mean, like, th think about this. Think anyone out there listening that grew up in a small hometown, think about if we parked the Super Bowl close to your local Walmart. <laughs> We've got 30,000 cars that come into the festival in a matter of about 70, 48 to 72 hours. 30,000 cars. That's more than an NFL game, right? And if you've been to Bonnaroo, you know we're not we're, – I mean, we don't have mega highways flowing in. No. Right? We've got two-lane roads. <laughs> yeah. So, a couple in and so a couple Blake, out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Blake Blake Harris and Jim Tobin and all the guys that put together and work with Tennessee Highway Patrol and the local police and, and the sheriff's department and all of these agencies, I mean, they have the hardest job. It is a Herculean task that they do to, to make this thing run smooth. And when you look at what the early entry has done for us, we talked about this, I think, before. You know, we, our, our map from this past year, the data that we had, showed that nobody in line at any point, even at the busiest point of loading the festival, waited more than probably about two and a half to three hours to get in. That number pre-pandemic was 14. I yeah, waited eight, eight so, my first year, eight hours. Oh, we've heard 17, 18. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We were there. We were having a good so time. So if you want to talk it, <laughs> yeah, if you want to talk about the real headliners at Bonnaroo, we need to put the traffic team up there on top. Probably, <laughs> they, they are doing the, they are serving the people the most. But again, just logistics, which is again, what we love. Once even they're in, that means you got to deal with them. So it, it puts another level of burden on you guys. I think I can say this now, but Ashley Caps, the aforementioned, we talked to him about this 10 years ago, and he said, I think that Wednesday early thing is the worst, and don't talk about it, but he said, I think we're going to have to go even earlier. And yeah. it was because of that, because of that extra burden of staffing and, and all that that you guys were going to have to deal with. But it, it sounds like it deals with the traffic issue. So, you know, one problem fixes another and creates another kind of thing. Well, and some, some shows will actually charge you more to show up early. Um, and I think that's something that we've looked at a little bit differently. We're like, I don't, I don't really get that mentality. Like, sure, it costs us, you know, more to host people. And, you know, people do want to be there earlier. Um, but at the end more of the taco. day, it it does taco would us. leave taco yeah, would leave yeah. today if you would let him I'm, yeah <laughs> i'm already there <laughs> <laughs> it, it does help us um keep the wait times down so it's like charge yeah. the same let people stay an extra day or two have a good time enjoy the farm for longer 
um it's a win-win you know that's kind of i feel like that's the pottery spirit <laughs> how much yeah baby some some shows we won't mention any by name some shows want to make you pay more to show up we want to we want to give you a little bit of a break to show up. Yeah. Well, that's I've always said that about Bonnaroo's. I I don't feel like you guys have your hand in my wallet, and uh, that's important to me. You know, you don't have your hand in my pocket. Um, how much? And I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, how much? You mentioned Corey. I think it was who. You know, you do the surveys, and mm-hmm. everybody's going to say, "Yeah, we listen to them." But how how much does that – well, let me put it this way. The other thing that I've always appreciated about you guys is it always is sort of felt like always if somebody has a good idea, mm-hmm. you're willing to listen. Yeah. Our friend Ian Bonnaroo, David oh, Bruce, yeah. you know, the photographer. I don't know who on your team, you know, heard about him or whatever. Was it you? That's awesome, you know, and said, this guy's doing great things. Um Daniel and Charlotte with the root real robust, you know, you guys seem to find out about people that have good ideas, the beer exchange. And, you know, you don't try to squash it. You're like, how can we, how can we embrace this? How can we help you? Uh, We don't want the liability. We don't want to do it. You know, we don't need anybody else, but you want to help work with it. So how do those meet? How do those things happen in your meetings? Uh, We just hit people up, man. It's, you know, it's y'all's home when you're there. Um, if we hear about something cool that happened the previous year, we just actively try to find whoever was doing it and get in touch with them and be like, Hey, what do you need? You know? Um, and that's, that's been really successful. Um, it helps really just strengthen that community. I think. Listen, when you go to a new city for the first time, you don't go to the McDonald's and ask the guy where you should eat at, right? right. Like this, this 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 festival, this festival's built on the fan. And as as much as I appreciate you all uh giving us a pat for for reaching out and getting people like Bruce and others involved, like it also takes a lot off the mind well that's what i've always said it's free programming it's It's, free programming for you guys so it's you know let's be honest about it and it's organic right it's a hundred percent organic right which is what bonnaroo is all about yeah yeah that's what we've always enjoyed yeah it's the music and arts festival and it really helps strengthen that and arts part of it you know not everything is uh lineup and headline related yeah very absolutely Rush, you mentioned David's listener. Are there are there any questions? I'm not seeing them on my screen, but maybe you're getting anybody making comments that we we do have a few comments and questions. We had a lot of people to say that they appreciated the the lower entry times, getting in a lot quicker, especially RVs. Um, as far as questions go, we've got a couple about the uh, the screens over on the this and that tents. Uh, that's a good one. They mm-hmm. were seem to be missing uh, this past year. Bradley, where are you at on that, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 here, here's what here's what I will make. Uh, here's what I will say to that, and then we'll move on to the next question. Is trust is trust us. <laughs> trust we okay. hear we hear you. We hear you loud and clear Horton, from Horton last hears year. Horton hears a who? Are, huh? You heard? Yeah. <laughs> we 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 hear you loud and clear from last year, and we are already working on All it. Right. So heard trust heard us. chef heard chef. All right. Good to hear. Yeah. What's the what's is there another one, Russ? Uh, let's see. Video screens, and then uh, uh, any time frame on where in the woods announcements and anything else to add to the lineup yeah i would that? look for that probably late feb early march um and don't hold me to those dates because that is not booked yet um yeah 
But I, I will also say, drop a little, um, you know, inside info here that we we saw what people were asking for on Reddit and Instagram yesterday when it comes to the EDM lineup, and uh, we're definitely putting some priority into the base side of things uh, as we're wrapping up that we're in the woods lineup. So, um, know. you know, no nice. promises because it always depends yeah. on availability and who's willing to do it and everything. But we definitely definitely saw that. Um, and the feedback and we're working on it. So, all right. And then I'm, this, I'm curious too, this, uh, the Mars Volta, they jumped out at me. Yeah. Do we know if that's going to be like a late night set? I don't know what time the that schedule is. is. The schedule is still being put together as you, I mean, this is a little bit of insider baseball, but I'm, you all may or may not know this, but you know, when it, when we first reach out to book an artist, the option is that we're saying, Hey, can you play Friday or Saturday? <laughs> and then, <laughs> sometime, sometime before, sometime before the lineup, we finally get the day nailed down, and then it takes us a little bit more time to get the actual slot nailed down. So the schedule, uh, you know, hundred uh, hundred plus acts, it, it takes a lot of pieces on the board to be shuffled around. So I don't really know where that one's going to land, but uh, it's going to be a good time regardless. That's so, in my top five agreed. for sure. Agreed. Well, and we've talked to uh, Brian and Steven about those uh, conflicts, you know, so that gets into that as well. So they try very hard, but as they've told us, you know, they might think band A and band D don't conflict, but, you know, the four of us might be, how can you put those two on the, yeah, so things like that happen. We um, a dang like panel of people to figure that out probably you never get it right yeah <laughs> that's impossible yeah. how can you put corn and john batiste at the same time don't, don't, don't you know don't you know that corn and but john batiste fans have a very those are my two favorites of all time are. yeah yeah what are you thinking how much change um is there okay so we had the change last year with the a la carte how much has it changed this year um, do you, do you guys feel you like mean as far as um, big, are you talking about things that are going to be changing on site or just big that whole picture? camp? Yeah, big picture. Did it does it feel twenty twenty two to twenty three felt like a big change with the a la carte? How yeah. how big is that change feel this year from last year? I mean, Corey, you you add on to this, but you know, I think we we. It worked what we did last year. I think we're going to try and maintain that and, and settle in and continue to find little things to tweak here and there. The biggest change, which you've probably seen some comments on socials about for this year, um, is that we we came back off of doing the daily tickets. Um, so you're not able to buy a daily ticket anymore. You're, uh, you can still buy daily parking where you don't have to camp, but you have to buy a four-day ticket. You can't buy a one-day ticket. The reasoning behind that is we really had an inflection point last year coming into this year where, you know, we feel like we've, we've come out of the turbulent time. The ship is back in the right direction, and we really felt like um, we needed to focus on what this festival was built to be, which is a four-day camping festival. And part of that commitment to being a four-day camping festival is as much as I it might exclude some people from the experience that, we got to focus on that being what the option is. If you want to come to Bonnaroo, we want you to experience as intended, which is as a four-day camping show. So that was kind of the decision process behind that decision. That, that was another one of my questions. Thank you. How about uh, Jam yeah. Track? That was another one of my notes. I know that was kind of mm -hmm. 
that was on some people's because it was a one-way route and some people if you got in like say gate one you had to go all the way around to 12 or whatever so it was a you know an hour or more we're, we're, jam track is gonna stay we're tweaking how the route works you know we're actually doing some research on how subway systems in larger metro areas how they the thought <laughs> process behind how those run as funny as that sounds i mean we no not you know, at all we're, the, no, that's the, the exactly system what is mentioned yeah yeah, the system is in place, but we're definitely going to look at tweaking the routes and where it goes and when it goes there and see if we can fine-tune that a little. But the, the program as a whole is is not going anywhere. All right. Trying to think. I enjoyed it. I liked riding it uh, last year. Trying to year. think of anything else. The only other note I have, and it kind of goes back to the very first conversation we had today, is driving, driving home to do this. Um, it's... It cannot be overstated, I don't think, how much this festival changes lives. Um, the four of us, for sure. Uh, Yvonne that we talked to, David Bruce that I that I talked to. I mean, there are people who have careers, you know, because of this festival, but, but also attitudes, and, and I'm in that camp. You know, I remember leaving after the second year thinking, why can't people be this way all the time? And then I've sort of uh, mm -hmm. tried to dedicate myself to it from little things like just picking up a piece of trash or walking that extra 10 feet to throw something away to, to saying hello to somebody or to letting somebody get in front of you in line if they had to go leave or something like that. So, um, and it kind of goes back to what I was asking you, Brad, I mean, there are tons of music festivals, but they don't all have this this thing, do they? No, they don't. There's a. I was trying to find it. You all may have saw it. Um, I posted this on my personal Instagram yesterday. There, there was a a Reddit post that went up. Uh, I don't know, maybe an hour before the lineup yesterday. That there, there's been posts like this in the past, but this one was. It kind of got me. There's a post yesterday called "Buy" that just says "Buy the Ticket." And it's about this guy who lost his father last year. And, and basically he kind of talks through how like Bonnaroo was that place for him that he, he was like in a really dark place. And I, I just had to, he just had to make it to June. Like he just had to get there and he knew things were going to be fine. And it just, if you go read the comments in that, on that post, it's all these other people saying, man, I was in the same place. I'm so glad you're here. You're going to be fine. I love you. I, hope I see you on the farm. And when I go and read posts like that, man, it just it it gets my engine going like so I, much. Like I that, saw that's that what I'm here post. for. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, that's what I'm here for. So uh, that that's a very I hope it's not lost on people that that is a very special thing that that is not typical of something in a, that a festival brand has as part of its identity is that is that community and and what it represents for people that's so much more than just a music festival. So um, it's really special. And Corey and I, I think, both share the sentiment that we're extremely honored to be able to to work on it. And for somebody, I don't know who they are, they probably don't have their job anymore to trust us with uh, trust us with steering the ship every once in a while. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't ask you both. Um, I, I kind of led the drove the train or drove the jam track so to speak is there something i didn't ask you guys about that uh, some detail some new thing something if you want to go make sure you get your tickets 
Um, you know, I definitely expect us to sell out again this year. Um, and based on the way things are going, you know, maybe earlier than last year even. Um, so just want to make sure that everybody who wants to go gets to go. And then I just want to say thank you um, to you guys and just to the community. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really fun reading the comments and, you know, seeing people defend, uh, you know, this idea of Bonnaroo and, you know, this festival and place that they love, um, and actively encouraging others to go. Um, and, you know, Brad was talking about how, like, you know, our audience spans from people who went in 2003 to people who went in 2023. Um, and that's a pretty big gap. Um, so I think it's important, you know, for those who have been before and, you know, really understand the traditions and history to pass it along, um, make friends with someone who's going for the first or second time and who doesn't know the ropes, you know, help people out, uh, give, you know, give someone some tips along the way, uh, teach them some of the traditions, um, and just try to, you know, keep it going as long as we can. It's, it's a really special place and it's, it's a really, really interesting, unique thing. Um, so yeah, just, just wanted to throw out a nice thank you to everybody who, who's participated in that over the last 20 years and loves this thing as much as we do. Cause it is, I, it is really I, yeah, special. Along those lines, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, Daniel and Charlotte again with the real boot Rubus and, and the totem program that they have started that I yep. know you guys are involved with as long as, as well mm -hmm. as I am, uh, to help do what exactly you just said to help groom the next generation and to pass on this information and and help ease uh people in i know the the ultimate goal is to make it international i think my parting my parting shot is also thank you but i also had put some thought into uh picking four performances out this year that i think i want to put on everybody's yeah. radar so i got i, I got one for that, each. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i got i got one i got one from each day i'm just gonna go by day here i want to do this too also sands yeah so Thursday for the rock fans, I'm going to say you got to check out Michigander. Uh, great guy. Actually lives in Nashville from Michigan, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so that's my Thursday pick. My Friday pick, uh, I got to shout out TV Girl. They've, they've been getting a lot of uh, a lot of heat right now. That's going to be a really great show. Um, Saturday, uh, before you get ready for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you got to go see Ethel Kane. Uh, really uh transformative performance i think that you'll see if you go check that out and then on sunday outside of being extremely uh ready for fred again uh early on that day i'm assuming he's probably going to open one of the tents uh don't know the schedule yet but jake wesley rogers um you're going to want to check him out uh I, I i honestly say he's got a little bit of a he does it all piano everything he's uh really inspired by people like elton john if that helps give you a little bit of direction on on what he's inspired by and what he might sound like so mm -hmm. those are my uh those are my four shout outs at the moment for for sets over the weekend that you you don't want to mess awesome Corey. good yeah i'm uh, uh, sorry russ i was just gonna say those are good I, those were not on my radar at all so I, I made notes thank you yeah um so i um you know all that said about how We've changed a lot since 2003. I am kind of the resident uh, jam head. 
Uh, I've got <laughs> two framed Ofer's McGee posters over there on the wall for anyone <laughs> interested. Um, so I, I will say Thursday, go to Eggie. Um, that's going to be probably the the headiest jams on the farm this year. Um, if not, if not J Rad. Um, so make sure, make sure you go to that one. If you're wanting some jam, um, Friday, uh, I'm with you, Russ Mars Volta for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. they're one of my favorites, just some intense prog experimental. Um, but then also uh, I'm super psyched for Thundercat. I've never seen him. Um, and then Saturday, I was going to say Ethel Kane too, actually, um she's like my new obsession uh so so good so spooky vibes um but also parcels um i think that's gonna end up being one of the shows of the weekend um and then sunday um i was gonna say fred um i saw like 10 minutes of his show at lala um and i was at a terrible spot it could barely see could barely hear and i still got sucked in um, so I'm super excited to see that um, at Bonnaroo because it's going to be such a special, unique show. Um, but also uh, Charles Wesley Godwin. Um, saw him at Railbird this past year, and it was high energy, intense country music, and it was awesome. Boy, I'm psyched about it. So, yeah. Nice. All right, Russ, do the same. One each night. Yeah. Let's go, yeah, day by day. Um, let's see, I'm gonna go Gore on Thursday. Yeah, it's probably my pick. Yeah, uh, it's Friday probably either Karungman is definitely on my list or J Rad. Um, Cage the Elephant for Saturday, and let's see, uh, of course, back the Mars Volta like you mentioned what back the other day. Um, where Jason Isbell is on my list for Friday or Sunday. Who else we got? Uh, yeah, I think uh, and John Baptiste, of course. Yeah, like we mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. Ours is Where very. Else you're gonna see John Baptiste and Gore on the same. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ours is very, very similar. I, I'm gonna go Gore on Thursday, Krungbin Friday. I'm gonna do a walk by Maggie Rogers just because my daughter is such a huge fan. Uh, that's she's Maggie's one of the few that Grace will travel to go see and has done it a couple of times. So I'm gonna she's see got some deep bonnery ties too. Um, if yes, you go on her did. Instagram, she she posted a really cool post yesterday. Saw, uh, talking about some she, of her memories. Yeah, it was pretty she, cool. Yeah, she did a live. Yeah, that little uh, uh, voiceover type thing. John Baptiste. Where else am I gonna see him? Like you just said, mm-hmm. Jason. I've seen Fred again. I have not. Uh, Kind of looking forward to the Megan the Stallion yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, Ooh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, 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 let's go. <laughs> I love it. That, that that's so fun for people again who don't understand. And it's kind of we're talking, we're preaching to the converted here. I assume if they're listening, but where else do you get to see that kind of variety all in one place? Right? Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Guys, man, we love it so much when you guys join us. We love seeing you at all the festivals. Good to see you, Brad, at Boone River, as always, and yes, and hanging out with you guys. And, and thank you for giving us so much time. I don't Anytime. think I asked anything you couldn't answer, right? I don't think so. I, no, you hit us with the – they, they were softballs. I, I appreciate we'll that. We'll get the bank account numbers <laughs> later. 
And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great uh, whatever, and we'll see you in what five and a half months. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. All right. That's a lot of fun. It was. Love that. Yeah. It's, those guys are great. It's kind of, um, they answer anything we ask. They're happy to do it. They love it. You can tell. You can just tell they love it as much as we do, right? It's not like they're, you know, hey, guys, uh, whatever. Hope you buy a ticket. I mean, they love it. They do. Yeah. And like I said, I, I feel like we could have spent all day talking with them and they would have had a great time too, just because they like talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. They're fans. It yeah. makes a big, big difference. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Um, season seven, right? Season seven. Season seven. It's underway. Unbelievable. We are deep yep. into it. Mm -hmm. uh, coming up, we're going to have uh, some. All kind of, we're, we're planning our shows. We're going to have uh, musical guests. We're going to have artists. We're going to have uh, more fans. In fact, I think next episode, we're going to have um, a, a, a friend of mine who's gone since 2018, uh, works as a photographer, um, but she's a fan. It's just that kind of, that's that's what we want to do, right? Just Yeah, I like that we have a good mix of uh, not only artists but also people that work the festival that put it on that just attend as fans you know you get the whole rounded you know gamut of people that that go yeah, absolutely all right well that's it we will see you guys next week thank you thanks to consequence uh like share and review and do all that stuff mm -hmm. helps us out very much and uh russ you know i love you love you too all we'll right. see you next see week you guys Consequence Podcast Network.